I had some uh, quotes. I just want to read you one this morning. And this is for the men, okay? This is, uh, this is, well, it could be for the girls too, but I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it's basically for the men, let me tell you. It says this, men, make sure you regularly mess up your wife's, wife's, <coughs> can I start again? Men, make sure you regularly mess up your wife's lipstick. So you know what he means, don't you? Mm, yeah. Not her mascara. Love her, don't hurt her, don't make her cry. I just thought that was a great quote. Okay? Isn't that nice? Oh. So you've got to treat your girl like that. Okay? We love our girls and that's how we want to treat them. So, who was here last week? If you weren't here last week, get the podcast. Um, is it, it was a podcast yet? It'll be up in about half an hour. There you go. So, <laughs> you heard... Uh, if you want to learn about sin, well, it's, it'll be there. And uh, so the last two weeks, uh, or two, not the last two weeks, but a, a week and then a gap and then last week, preaching from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, which reads like this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. That was the first week. And the sin that so easily ensnares us. That was last week. And this week, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And uh, uh, the race of faith, we want to run by faith, which we know pleases God. And uh, sadly, I would imagine that if I asked uh, some of you who have been Christians for a, a long period of time... You could probably all tell me of people you know who no longer run the race. Uh, They haven't endured, they haven't lasted. Uh, There's people who have been, you know, seed that fell on the wayside and some on the rocky soil and amongst the thorns and, and some fell in the good soil and, yeah, we all... uh, you know, we have 30 and 60 and 100-fold people understand all that, but I can think of young fellows who just love Jesus who used to preach at youth when I was a kid at youth, and today they're that far from Christ. It's just so sad. It makes me really, really, really sad. And so, uh, you know, we want to see people continue, don't we? And to do that, we need to endure. So I, I want to talk about this race that we're running and endurance this morning. I used to do some long, well, not not sprinting. I used to do 800 metres, which I suppose is a sprint compared to a marathon, but uh, I know a little about it. I swim a K every morning, and I know sometimes there seems an awful lot of laps till the end, and so, you know, uh, uh, I, I know about the endurance thing. But the first thing I want to tell you this morning is about the type of race that we're running, because we're not running against each other. What we are running is like a like an individual time trial, if you like, or not, probably not time trial, endurance trial. Remember the old Red X round Australia rallies? It's it's more one of them than a than a ten lap race around Calder Park in a car. You know, it's a it's a long race. It's an endurance race. It's an ultra marathon. I think uh, uh, we need to understand that. But it's an individual race, and. Uh, and so we, we don't compete against each other. And may I say, there should never, ever, ever be competitiveness against Christians. 
It's not that, oh, I'm doing a bit better than I'm ahead of Jill. I'm just behind someone else, so I'll trip him up so I get past. It's not like that. That is not how it works. We're running our own race. And to win the race, we need to reach the finish line and cross the finishing line full of faith. And if we do that, we've won. We've got the prize. The prize ultimately is Jesus. Amen? And uh, so it's not a race that's against people because some people sort of are like that. And they'll fight for positions and whatever else. And it's like, you, you know, you're wrecking my race and elbow people out of the road. And that happens in, you know, human races, but it shouldn't happen in Christian races. I remember my dad was running at uh, Wangaratta at the, in the uh, 10,000 metres one year at the, at the Wangaratta Gift. And, and I don't know if you remember, and I think this is very appropriate, uh, there's this fellow named Des Tudnam. Who remembers Tuddy? He, he captained Collingwood. He played football for Collingwood, which should tell you enough about him. <clears throat> Very unpleasant. But he, he coming around the final bend and he elbowed Dad like that and Dad tripped and went flying off the track and he ran into the head steward, the handicapper, and everyone feared him and Dad knocked him over. <laughs> and so someone said to Dad, have you ever met the handicapper? And he said, yeah, I laid on the ground with him last week with our arms around each other <laughs> knocked him flying off the track but that's not the race we're running in fact we not only don't run against each other the word says that we're supposed to be looking out for each other so if we see others who are struggling in their race well then we go and help them that's what it's about we're all in this together running our individual uh, races but we've got to be looking out for each other Uh, Philippians 2.3 do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. And you think, well, really? What about me? What about, I've got to have my self-esteem and I've got my rights. And well, hang them. Uh, others have more, more value of me. Let, let each of you, verse 4, look not only to your own interests, but also the interests of others. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin... Get last week's podcast, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Amen? There's a real warning there. Uh, uh, Verse 2, share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ because the law of Christ is that we love him and we love each other. If you think you are too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. If that's upset you this morning, I'm sorry about that, but it's the truth, okay? And that, that, that's what life's about, isn't it? The day we say, I do, to our, uh, our wife or our husband, it not, it's not about us, it's about them. And it's about us totally being involved with them and them totally being involved in us. It's not even 50-50, it's 100-100 crossed over. And uh, that's the way we need to live it. We have children, it's about our kids. And uh, yeah, praise God, we need to understand that. <coughs> but I think I've already said the, the word endurance gives us a, uh, uh, a clue as to the length of the race. It's a long race. It's not about speed. <coughs> Excuse me, it's not, not the, um, the 100 metres at the games. Uh, they endure for seconds only. Uh, and then it's all over Red Rover, isn't it? And uh, 
uh, yeah, I can't cope. I could never cope with that. You sort of you got to be on the blocks, and when the thing goes, and I'm I'm sort of that scared of breaking that they're all halfway gone before I start, and I just it was ridiculous. I couldn't do it. But I remember running against a kid who used to win all the sprint races at school. And he was hopeless in the cross country. I remember passing him one day and saying, "Hey, hey run now, sprint now, mate." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> no endurance, see, and so it's a long race. However, may I say that you run at the speed you want to run too, and there's nothing run- wrong with running the race fast. I've known, uh, known people who got saved and like two years, two and a half years later are pastoring a church, just just consumed the word of God, just, just learned it, just... Just passionately, they got so saved, which is ridiculous because the only way to get saved is so saved, you know. But they just passionately went after God and call on their life and think, wow. And yet I know others who are plodding along, plodding along, plodding along. And, and, uh, yeah, I remember working with a bloke and, you know, one time and you had to line him up at times with something to make sure he was moving. It was just so very, very slow and... And some Christians are like that. I'm not knocking anyone today. You're on your journey. But it's great to, yeah, mate, I like running fast. But, uh, but it's not a race in that way. It's the endurance part of the, we've got to get to the end, praise God. And so uh, uh, that is how it is. Uh, the opposition that we run, uh, that we face in our race uh, is... Uh, uh, in this order, I believe, our old nature. Uh, read Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Read Thessalonians and Timothy and Titus and Philemon and Hebrews and James and Peter and John and you will find so much, so much about the old nature and the problems that it can cause us. That's a real uh, opposition in our race. Our old perishing earthly bodies can be an incredible opposition uh, uh, to enduring in our, in our race. The devil uh, can be an issue, can cause hardship in our race and uh, uh, mess up the race of some people. And uh, uh, the devil might use people to disrupt our race, even Christian people, okay, sadly. But uh, that, that they are the opposition that we face when we run. And may I say sometimes ourselves, is a, is a, we, we bring hardship on ourselves as far as enduring sometimes. <coughs> I got my Neville Rand voice back nearly this morning. So, uh, But, you know, like... And I'm going to talk about hardships about running this morning because that, that's what messes up our race. But our race can be a good one. Like there can be so much joy and happiness and in amongst all the bad things I've had in life, I've just loved my life and I've loved running the race, you know. Like even in the middle of problem, we can be enjoying relationship with God and with each other. And so it's not all bad, but you know that things do go wrong. We know we do have things come against us and obviously the things I want to cover. But don't become a person that can't be joyful. 
And sometimes we think, oh, everyone else has got problems, so I'll have to be sad too. Well, no, 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 I want to be happy, <laughs> okay? We need to learn how to be happy, yet sympathise with others who are going through hard things. We need to be like that. So I, I should actually ask, because, you know, I forget... Uh, you, you know I thought I was 30, didn't you, when I came here I, and uh, worked out that somehow I was mistaken and... Uh, and, uh, and I'm actually a lot older than I thought. I just wondered who actually knows who Neville Rand is. Does any, put up your hand if you've heard of Neville Rand. Yeah, I can see how old you all are too, yeah. Do you remember him? He, he had silicon in his vocal cords, didn't he? He got injected and he lost his voice and he used to say, yeah, I won't speak to you, you're from the ABC, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, he spoke like that, so um, just to let you know. So, okay, uh, our old nature, perishing earthly bodies, the devil, and uh, all of those will cause the following. Firstly, pain. Who knows what I mean by pain? Who's ever suffered pain in your life? Like everyone's probably put their hand up. Uh, I know ultramarathon runners, <coughs> excuse me, if they're going to get to the end of the race and uh, even finish the race, let alone win on the prize, they will go through pain. I, I, my father was, has always been an athlete, always. He won, what, three 1,500-metre titles swimming in South Australia before the war. <coughs> they said that uh, you'll make the Olympics, but the war started, and so there was no... Uh, the, sorry, make the Commonwealth Games... If you keep improving, who knows what you will do. And then the war started and finished all that and, uh, yeah, Dad's life took a really downward spiral and uh, he ended up getting saved, praise God, which was good and he got back into athletics in the form of ultramarathon running and, uh, and I've seen him, you know, it used to drive Mum nuts because Mum was... Mum sort of, I don't know, I think the depression and all that messed mum up and even if mum had money, mum didn't have money. You know where mum was? You could, Mum could have thousands of dollars and she couldn't afford to buy a pair of shoes. I've got to make these ones last. They've got to last a bit longer, yeah. Dad would say, go out and buy a new pair, you know. Ooh, no. Some people are like that, aren't they? And then give the old ones to the missionaries. Yeah, used to mess my head up, but anyway... So um, Dad had bought these runners for two, three hundred dollars, and I think I told you the first week unnecessary weight. They were so light; they weren't even as heavy as that. Um, they're like a tissue, so light. And uh, so you'd run for twenty-four hours, he, like in those ultra. Uh, he, 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 I think he still holds a record around the coast from Sydney to to Melbourne around the Princes Highway. And uh, so they run for twenty-four, forty-eight hours non-stop, and. And all their toenails come off that just, you know, pounding in their shoes. So they pull their shoes off and rip their toenails off and cut the end out of their shoes to try and reduce the pain a bit. And they stick these pads under their toes and off they go again running. I, I've got no intention of following my father's footsteps, I can tell you now. But if they're going to get there, they've got to endure pain. And uh, if we're going to cross the finishing line... There will be periods in our lives when we go through pain and we've got to learn how to handle it or it will wreck our race. And, um, you know, I know people, I've seen people because of physical pain, physical illness, who 
have begun to question their faith and have ended up just losing the plot and just seeing them slip away. And it's so sad to see that. And there are ways through pain, and I want to talk about those a little this morning. Uh, uh, phys- physical pain. I mean, I've seen my mum uh, talking about my folks a lot this morning. My late mum suffered terribly physically with asthma. It just uh, was distressing, to be very honest. And um, uh, yeah, I, I don't like even thinking back over those days. But but uh, my mum so believed that Jesus was her healer. My mum believed, and she, you know. She could do all things through Christ who strengthened her, even when she was sick. She just, you know, I've got her old King James Bible there in my office and I'll never give it to anyone, I tell you. And I look through where mum was reading and all the verses, you know, Isaiah 53, uh, verse 5, you know, like he, he bore our, uh, what's it say? Uh, he, he, um, you know, the verse, by his stripes we're healed. <laughs> Uh, transgressions, about, yeah, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and uh, chastisement of our pieces upon him by his stripes we healed. First uh, Peter uh, two twenty four, you know, like the, the New Testament equivalent to that verse, and and all the ver- mum just believed God, and so, folks, whether you got physical pain or whatever this morning, the most important thing you really got to know is the word of God and, you, and you've got to have a strong spirit. You've got to be strong in the spirit part of your life. That is just so, so, so important. Uh, a very, very uh, powerful verse, Proverbs eighteen fourteen says this, the spirit of a man or a person, that's my old Bible, the spirit of a person, may I say, will sustain, will st- sustain a sick body, but who can survive a broken spirit? Uh, you know, if your spirit's strong, it will carry the the soul body part of you, the born again spirit. You know, like like God lives in your spirit, and if that is strong, it's remarkable how that can carry a human person. But uh, even a person that is not a Christian but is strong in their spirit can arrogantly almost at times survive beyond what you would not believe. Uh, when the spirit is strong, but when God lives in our spirit, we really need to develop that part. And uh, uh, we've got to get the word of God into our hearts, not just into our, you know, I, I, I know people that are so messed up. I, I don't know if they're saved or not. I, I, I personally know people. It's not for me to judge whether they're saved. I don't know. I don't know where they are but they can rattle the word of God off like a parrot. Hebrews, you literally think, well, they know the word of God, but they've got no sense of God about them. It's in here, but it's not in here. And it's got to get down in there. Can I give you a verse? Write these down or listen to the podcast later. Psalm 119.11 says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Going back, we talked about sin last week. And if we want to be strong, if we want to be able to endure, if we want to run the race uh, powerfully and strongly, we need the word hidden in our heart. It's got to be in there. It's got to mean something in there. And uh, so can I encourage you to go after the word of God? It's okay to read books. It's okay to listen to podcasts, even ours. 
Uh, you know, you can watch Christian TV all you like, but you've got to read the book yourself. You've got to read the book yourself. You've got to get it in here yourself. And when the word's in there, when, you, when your spirit is strong, you know, someone comes up and says, well, you're a blah, 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 idiot. And you think, instead of anger rising up, just as, just as the reality is that the word of God can rise up. And there's a peace and there's something in your life that you're not normal. We don't want to be the same as everyone, Matt. And uh, if you put the word of God in, if the word of God's in there, that's what's inclined to happen. And we need that, okay? We need to be different, praise God. Yeah. You will also at times uh, in in your race uh, have to endure emotional pain. And, you know, physical pain is hard, isn't it? Like physic, physical is, you know, uh, and um, uh, I, I understand. I know what I'm talking about. I'm just like I lived healthy and fit and never had an issue and I couldn't understand people who were sick. Just couldn't understand it. You see people and think, what's wrong with them? Just get on with it, you know. Like, yeah, I'm just, that's the way I am. I see precious racing. I love motor racing and motorcycle racing and I... Some of them are so precious and oh, the tyres weren't just right. Well, get on the thing and ride it anyway, you know. Like, I'm just, yeah. They used to think Wayne Gardner was arrogant because he turned up at Brands Hatch to race in England for the first time and they were trying to tell him about the racetrack. Don't tell me anything. Just tell me which direction it goes and where the finish line is, he said. <laughs> I like that, you know. But uh, when I got sick... Made it change my life. I just got some compassion for people who suffer now, like I would never have had in my life. But got type one diabetes, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, if I had to have a fight, I don't mind that too much. I didn't mind when I was younger. Didn't mind having a punch up at school. I quite liked it, really. But anyway, <coughs> maybe I shouldn't say that, Di. But <coughs> but what do you do? Didn't mind boxing at all. Still like watching a good fight, but I, uh, I would rather have had a fight than a needle. And then you find out you've got to have five needles a day for the rest of your life. And and if you don't have them, you know, you want to try it. Man, it makes you crook. And uh, so I know. <coughs> excuse me. I won't say it again. I'll just cough. Uh, you know, I know what it's like to go through just physical dramas but I think emotional pain's worse than physical personally I, I just uh, and, and who knows here today what emotional pain is who knows what it's like to suffer something's happened and it causes you know do I call it mental or emotional or even soul pain I, I don't know what the right word to use Let, let's say emotional pain and uh, you know I know of men who have not actually physically touched their wife but they've so abused them verbally it's emotional and it's just it just leaves as bad a mark if you you know as physical almost like it just wears you down and and uh, what did old Lillian Dempsey used to say in her English Manchester accent she'd say sticks and stones will break your bones but names will never hurt you she used to say like that and they won't, but I tell you what, it's like little darts when people keep attacking you emotionally and you bleed to death in the end if you're not careful. 
And uh, emotional pain can be just such an awful, awful, awful thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I can say honestly that people suffering things and dropping out of the race, of the race of faith gives me emotional pain. I hate seeing that. I cry about that at times and praying for people and you've got to watch your own race. But relationship problems, financial problems, sin problems, self problems, how, how long could the list be will cause us, you know, can cause us emotional pain, things that have happened to us. And I would venture to say today that if you go out of town, out of church and around town and started walking around today, you'd probably see many, 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 many people. And we've probably got a brave or put on smiling face, but behind it all is just full of emotional pain, that stuff that's going on in their life. And, uh, you know, the key for them, and I believe the key for us, is to understand that Jesus carried our emotional pain on the cross. He went through incredible emotional stuff. I think the ultimate any man's ever... Uh, any woman's ever experienced when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me because of our sin? When Father turned his back on him and he was so emotionally tormented at that time with, with that rejection of Father because of our sin on him, he knows what it's like. He knows what it's like and he carried that on the cross and, and uh, folks, we can get through with him, okay? We can get through with him is the answer to that Pain, but I, I know there's, uh, as far as emotional and, and mental stuff as well. I, I know that um, there's many times a mo- uh, marathon, ultra marathon runners just uh, they suffer terribly like that, um, to the point where their mind is just, just telling them stuff that's not right, and uh, they're not making it up. I know my dad when one of the ultra marathons he ran one of those westfield melbourne sydney sydney whichever way they ran they started one of them in melbourne and i know he got up uh, somewhere up around springhurst in about 18 hours of running and uh, he was he had a schedule he wanted to be on and he'd gotten a little bit behind uh, they had to cut to do the toenail thing a bit earlier than he thought they might have and so he wasn't traveling well and and he was going to just keep running. And they said, no, you need to stop. You need to take half an hour. Just even if you can't sleep, shut your eyes. Let us rub you down. Let us fix your shoes up again. No, no. And so the bloke that was, uh, he's, uh, uh, the bloke that was running his race was a guy by the name of Peter Lyon. He's Gary Lyon's dad. And uh, uh, Peter said to him, you got, we're making you stop. So they made him stop. And then when they got him up again on his feet, he stepped out of the, uh, the van they had and he turned back toward Melbourne, started running. They said, Keith, you're going the wrong way. Don't tell me I know where I'm going, don't you? You're all against me. You're trying to stop me. I know. They couldn't stop him. So they had to get a race official. He went 15K the wrong way. And they had to get the race official to work it out and then they put him in a car and took him back 15K and set him out. And he was all sorry at the end of the day, but, you know, he's just so under pressure and, and tortured mentally. He's making silly things, like thinking silly things. And, and the truth is that on our race, when we're trying to endure, we can go through stuff that, in that mind realm, in that thinking realm, that's not even right. 
and it can wreck our race if we're not careful. And it's why, uh, you know, scriptures like... Um, uh, 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 Romans 12 too. I can, brain's not thinking either. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Ephesians 4.22, that you put off concerning for your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. That's one of those verses about the old nature. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And we need sometimes God's word to change the way we think because everything we're going to do different is going to require a change of thinking. And so we need to understand that. You know, we, we don't run by... Uh, we don't run by... Um, uh, uh, feelings. You can't, you know, there's often times when runners feel they can't make it. You know? I, 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 I remember I, I remember running, winning a six-kilometre cross-country race and it was the last year I was at school, so I wasn't very old, unfortunately. I might have been, uh, uh, well, I was only, yeah, not quite 15. And, uh, and mum was sick and there was no medical benefits or anything back then and we had nothing and had holes through the bottom of me running shoes. And I knew if I asked Dad, and he was key, you can win, you can win this, he said. Against all the bigger kids, in the, you can, you'll win this, you can win this. And, uh, and I did. But uh, I knew if I said to him, I haven't got sh- my shoes are through, I knew he had no money. I just knew he was in desperation straits. And I just couldn't ask him, and so I ran. And oh, mate, the pain. I remember the hot bitumen. There was about 3k of bitumen in it, and then it was through some pretty rugged country. But I remember it burn on the bottom of my feet, and they were bleeding. And I thought, I can't do this, I can't do this. And, uh, but you can do it. But you need, sometimes your mind needs to be renewed when you, uh, uh, you know, Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. You know, that, and sometimes you just got to do that. You just got to keep putting one foot in front of another. I know some mornings I'm, I'm in a hurry to get to the office. I got to get here earlier, and I know I haven't got time to swim a kilometre. I'm going to have to go really quick. You get about 500 metres up, and you think, "Oh my goodness!" You just got to put one arm in front of the other, to keep rolling them over, and keep going. But we can make it, okay? You can make it. Sometimes when we run, we need to take encouragement from someone that's run the race before. Hebrews 12.2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, looking unto Jesus. Jesus is won his race, crossed the line, full of faith, in obedience to the Father. Amen? In front of such a great cloud of witnesses, it says, Moses, Abraham, Joshua, David, Peter, Paul, and Mary, no, Peter and Paul. Yeah, they've all, they've all won. They've won their race, amen? They've run it well. They did it. We can do it too. Praise God. Yeah.